From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Integrity, accountability, transparency, dedication. These are the core values guiding our guests this week. Lawrence Johnson, founder and owner of Helix Cleaning Services, is a veteran of the war in Afghanistan and served in the United States Army for nearly seven years. The values instilled in him through his service are present in his work and entrepreneurship today. We sit down with Lawrence and manager of Helix, Andrew Fincham, to discuss the triumphs and challenges they have faced this year, how they plan to continue supporting the Atlanta veteran community, and plans to move Helix forward. Welcome in, guys. We're here with Lawrence Johnson and Andrew Fincham of Helix Cleaning Services and among other things. But uh, first off, welcome you guys. Thanks so much for uh, for being here. It's been a long time coming. I know we had some uh, some mutual friends and you know fellow Duluth Wildcats. Yeah. Me and uh, me and Lawrence. So it's good to good to have uh, a little purple on the on the show. <laughs> proud the proud purple Duluth Wildcats. So anyhow. <laughs> Um. Oh man, hey, dude, they're going to the playoffs. Did you hear this? Isn't it? Isn't it? No. Yeah, my brother texted me the other night, and he's like, "In all things 2020, Duluth High School is going to the football playoffs." That's <laughs> like, sounds sounds about right. But anyhow, I'd love to start. Um, Lawrence, kind of give me if somebody bumped into you on the on the street and asked you. Hey Lawrence, what do you, what do you do? What's your thirty second sort of overview of of kind of where you are now? Yeah, um, so I'm the owner of Helix Cleaning Services, and uh, recently launched another coffee company called uh, Terminus Coffee. Uh, so Helix Cleaning Services is a residential commercial cleaning service based out of East Atlanta, mostly in Decatur. Yeah. And then Terminus Coffee is going to be a local Atlanta coffee subscription. Hopefully selling nationwide, but for for now it's probably going to be mostly in the Atlanta area. It will be selling and and uh, <laughs> yes, and wholesale um, wholesale uh, coffee as well to restaurants and you know coffee shops and, and things like that. So awesome. And Andrew, tell me about your role. So I met Lawrence about a year ago. We're about to hit our year anniversary of friendship. Right. Actually, this week, nice. this week on the fifth. Yeah. Happy one. We need to go get dinner or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and he brought me on as a cleaner originally. And then over about four months, he tricked me into management. Um, and the story behind that is the fact that I said no quite a few times. Yeah. He asked me if I wanted to come on for management. And um, I was going to get another job. And then he was like, why don't you just do some paperwork? And I was like, okay, I'll do some paperwork. <laughs> I did a little paperwork. He's like, why don't you take a couple phone calls? And I was like, okay. So I took a couple of phone calls. And then I was doing like three cleanings a day, plus phone calls, plus paperwork, plus all this other stuff. And I was like, I am your manager, huh? <laughs> I'm just not like officially. And he was like, well, do you want a management job? I was like, Sure. I was uh, definitely a little sneaky. With yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Hey, he when, ninja'd his <laughs> When you know what you want, you know what you yeah. want. By the time he got into management, there was like 
I didn't have to train anyone. <laughs> it wasn't really much. Yeah, to there train was no me. like training well, yeah. at all. It was like, here's a laptop. That's <laughs> that's essentially what happened. Um, and ever since then, we've been working. Um, yeah. It's been, I think, about six months, maybe five or six months that I've been his operations manager okay. running Helix while he opens up Terminus. And he's been going ham at that every day. And I've been going gotcha. ham at the cleaning industry. So Gotcha. Well, and we'll get into, you know, what the pandemic has done for you know, the cleaning industry and the challenges and uh, I'm sure you know some of the opportunities that that has provided you guys yeah. as well but Lawrence I'd love to uh, walk back through your background a little bit too on, on how you got to Helix I know you grew up obviously in the, in the Atlanta area yeah. in Gwinnett um, after you leave high school what are the next steps and, and how do you ultimately get back to uh, entrepreneurship well um when I left high school, I basically went through a year of college. It was not for me at the time, so I joined the Army. <laughs> and um, I was just going to do that for three years, but it ended up being seven years of, uh, of service. And um, I basically uh, I did two tours to Afghanistan and uh, three down to Central America. And then slowly got out of the Army and had plans to come back to the Atlanta area. And that's kind of where the direction towards entrepreneurship started. Um, cause it was ba- basically going back to school when I got to Atlanta, but also trying to figure out my path. And I worked four or five different kinds of jobs. Uh, I started a few like smaller side hustles and just realized that none of it was for me. I did everything from, you know, repairing fences to painting houses, working in the real estate market for a little while. And the real estate market was what actually led me to the cleaning industry. Um, I had worked with uh, several cleaning services ba- that uh, basically handled turnovers in the in the rental industry. Sure. And that was where I remember speaking to one of the owners, and he was like, you know, telling me about the cleaning industry and how you know pr- solid it is with recurring revenue and. Uh, there's a pretty strong need for it here in Atlanta, especially with the you know, population of Atlanta continuing to rise, um, especially in East Atlanta and Decatur, uh, where Helix is based now. Um, and so I kind of, I, I went that route, uh, started Helix in early 2017 and pretty much quit my job um, and focused on it full time. It was very scary at first because I, I had a little bit of money saved up, but I didn't have I didn't have a solid plan per se. I just wanted to get one client at a time and hopefully make more than I made in my job at the time before I quit it. And then that kind of led to, you know, building up the client base and hiring my first team and scaling the business up to where it is uh, today. And it was a huge risk at first, but, um, and, you know, plenty of, People take a lot of risks, but they don't pay off. You know, this just you know, uh, risk management for me. Luckily, it paid off. Um, there were times where I thought it wouldn't pay off, and I was, you know, definitely scared. And and I mean, certainly COVID has, the COVID nineteen pandemic has brought some some scares, and and uh, that's the risks when you you know you, in, you when you go into entrepreneurship, that is kind of the risk. You know, you you, you have to yeah. you have to deal with um, you know un, unforeseen circumstances like COVID, you know, phenomena like that, that just kind of sure. comes out of the blue. And if your business model is not, you know, pretty stable, then you could potentially fail. And that's, and, and Helix has really allowed me to 
invest into other types of uh, you know industries and and, and uh, business models as well. And, and uh, Terminus Coffee is the newest uh, engagement that I've you know came into. Um, Great name, by the way. Ba- thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, based off of the uh, the success of of, of Helix. Um, so that's that's allowed for other opportunities to to come about. So, tell me, uh, kind of a, a two part question here is one is how did you come up sort of with the name and the brand of, of Helix, and then two, I know your your time in the army is heavily influenced how you guys do business on the Helix side. Talk a little bit about um, sort of the impacts of of your time in the service and and how you're carrying those into uh, the Helix business today. Sure. Uh, so I'll answer the first question first. Um, the I basically started getting clients before I even came up with a business name. <laughs> so I kind of planned that out as I uh, I was basically just going under my own name. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to come up with a brand that uh, was different than any other brand in the cleaning industry. I feel like a lot of, you know, uh, cleaning services are, are you know, mop and bucket cleaning services like they're they're all very like generic and i wanted to come up with something that was different stood out in the industry um and i the i was trying to come up with with, with a with a slogan that was kind of catchy and uh helix came about because of the structure the dna structure is basically the helix structure the spiral structure and i was like you know uh, cleaning it's in our DNA so the helix structure was kind of like what I went with you know See what you did. and it was just kind of nerdy and and uh, <laughs> but 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 um, ended up catching on and I think a lot of um, I mean by now you know a few years in uh, there's a lot of brand recognition uh, for helix in in the um, East Atlanta and Decatur neighborhoods uh, we have a lot of our clients referring referring us on social media and all that and um, I think a lot of the the it, it, the, the brand is easy to remember, I think, because of the name, and I and I hope that that's true in the market. So, yeah, <laughs> and, I didn't uh, even know that about the name. Well, there you go. The DNA thing. He's <laughs> yeah. never told me that. Listen, sometimes it's just is. This it's, is a really exciting moment it, for me. Yeah, and the, the thing <laughs> here is like no one really knows like what the DNA structure is called unless they're like maybe in like the medical and like. So at the end of the day, it didn't really like stick, but I just kind of ran with it because I already started getting clients. So I just kept it. Um, Listen, sometimes but, it's as simple as it's easy to say and, you know, like yeah. it's, it it's catchy cool. and yeah. it sounds cool and people will remember it because you're right. Like the, mm-hmm. the mopping bucket or the like, yeah. you know, yeah. brooms are us, brooms are us, <laughs> you, you know, know dust like busters. Yeah. Like, I feel really you know. bad if that's actually a company. Just it probably is. It's a great it name. It probably is. You can probably find it. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you guys have, when you were growing up, I don't think this was the actual name of the device, but like the handheld vacuum. My mom called it a dust buster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the actual name, but, you know, when I got married, I was like, honey, we need to get a dust buster. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, <laughs> what, what, what is a dust buster? I used buster? one when I was cleaning for him. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You can't get the vacuum up in these like tight no. spots. You know? No, you yeah. can't. And I it's used rough. them on stairs. It's That's a great thing. Fun. Invest in them. There you go. <laughs> for sure. Dustbuster uh, endorsement right there. Yeah. That's so, a good name for a cleaning company too. Yeah. Dustbuster. Dustbusters. I actually know of one that is Dustbusters. Dustbusters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not that great. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I hope they're killing it, but that's not unfortunate to hear. Well, awesome. Yeah, t- take me into the um, 
uh, into the veteran side of things and what uh, what you wanted. I know it, was, it seems like it was important for you not to sort of forget those roots that you had. Yeah, sure. Um, so the veteran side of things, um, I think a big part of of that for me is connecting with the veteran community here in Atlanta. So, um, you know, before COVID I was doing a lot of veteran outreach stuff and, and donating a lot of my time and, and, uh, and, uh, donating, you know, money towards those organizations, but, um, COVID kind of messed that up, but we, at Helix, we do, uh, we do try to hire veterans as much as possible. Uh, that is very important to our organization. I also think that a lot of the military like core values kind of comes into play in business as well. They're very interchangeable. Um, so, I mean, I think I, I personally think in business to succeed, you need to have self-discipline and, uh, you know, um, you need to have respect um, and, and, and th- those, those types of things that the military teaches on a daily basis to its you know, service members. I, I think that that's all, that can also be uh, used in business quite a bit. Sure. Um, so I think that, the, that all, of, all of that really ties into um, you know, but my perceived personal uh, successes in life yeah. and also you know, um, in business as well. Well, and there's there's a selflessness in the military that is, it seems increasingly rare in the business world that you know folks are, yeah. you know, a lot of folks are whether it's focused on the bottom line or you know stress can can really make you kind of turn inward and um, you know kind of look out for number one and not think about customers, but. Uh, you know, the military is very service oriented, very like selfless team um, yeah. oriented. So I'm sure that shapes, you know, a lot of you guys interaction, Absolutely. not only with customers, but with the team that you work with. Not to mention the work ethic that is installed, yeah. like yeah. For sure. instilled in them when they're yeah. when they're in the military. Sure. And that's something that we've really, really come to appreciate. We just hired a veteran, Jonathan, and he he's great, man. And it's like you just can't you can't replicate that work ethic that you get yeah. from the military. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, because I had it, but <laughs> it's, you know. Shot over the bow there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a good thing. Like yeah. we, that's, that's why he and yeah. I are, are, yeah, are the way that sure. we are. Is for sure. Because, like, that work ethic is very, very much, um, is, is very much the same, I think. Sure. Well, and Andrew, that's a good um, segue for you. Tell me about the business today. You know, it's, it's obviously come a long ways from yeah. – Lawrence decided to start this thing under his own name and then all of a sudden now you guys have a team and tell me a little bit about the nuts and bolts of of who you guys are now in 2020 and how your your business kind of functions 2020 has been crazy yes so uh he brought me on I think in late December early December and um things were different man like people were a lot more open and willing to let us come into their homes and it was just easier to operate because it was, you know, they would give us the password to their door or they'd give us the key in the lockbox and we could just go in and get get it done. Um, and then slowly by slowly, we started having a lot of hits with our business just due to the fact that people got progressively scared. Um, and we had to pivot a lot. And we had to, you know, he had to talk me through it a lot because I would get scared, especially coming into management, my first management position, like this at least, 
um, I'd be like, hey, this is not adding up, man. What do we do? <laughs> and he's just like, this is like investing. You have to take the big risks to get the big payoff in the end, and you have to stay strong in the moments of weakness and in the moments of scared, sure. um, you know, scared times. And um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. It's been a really weird up and down wave of business where people will pull out all at the same time and then all get in at the same time. And, you know, with the holidays here, things have been uh, going a little crazy. Just people wanting to get their parties going, you know, yeah, yeah. that they should or should not be having at this time. But, like, make sure that their house is clean. And, um, sure. But, yeah, people's, people's mindsets have definitely changed. Um, but I think that's any business model. You just have to kind of go through the times that are harder and, and stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence, what were those, as you start to see cancellations, you know, mounting, and as you start to see volume sort of decreasing on yeah. sort of the wheelhouse of what you guys did, what were the things that you started to think about in your mind as potential pivots, and how have you guys sort of attacked that problem? Well, um, so when the client base basically dropped by, like, more than half, um, there was quite a bit of moves that I was making in my head. Um, some of them I did not share with Andrew because they're just like super risky. And, sure. and I really, yeah. And the big thing was the, the big thing was the landscaping thing that he and I were both going to go into. We, we, you know, we, we were, we were going to pivot that way because no one wanted people in their homes at all. Um, and that was, a huge risk for us, uh, you know, going into another industry. Uh, but I realized that it, that industry was, you know, not dependent on the fact that people, um, you know, the, when people had to let you into their home. So sure. it, it, people could, you know, you could still socially distance, but, right. you know, clean or, uh, you know, do your landscaping work out, uh, out of their yards. Um, so we did a few jobs with that and it just what like I, I just it just kind of flopped, honestly. Like it, it wasn't it, it was always a good industry, um, but it just wasn't something that I was really interested in pursuing in the long term. I think that was just a way to make up for some lost revenue. Sure. Uh, you know, all, all the same, um, you know, br bringing Andrew into the management role, too, was also uh, a risk that I was willing to to face. Um, and the timing, I don't think, was the best, but also mm -hmm. there is no good timing for it, really, because it's it's just yeah. a risk you have to take um, in the business world to grow. Um, you really have to put yourself out there. And, and uh, so um, really, I'd always wanted to be in the coffee industry, and, and I was looking at different types of business models that could work in the coffee industry. Um, and roasting is really one of those things, uh, coffee roasting, um, where you can control the wholesale yeah. uh, aspect of the industry. So pivoting towards that was really, it's, it's still going on. Basically it's months in, in, in the works now. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's still happening. And I think that industry is pretty strong. Uh, even if people are home, they're still drinking coffee. Sure. Um, so that's, that's the most recent pivot that I've made yeah. towards, uh, toward, towards, you know, a new business model or something that could, uh, make up for the lost right. client base. Well, and the cleaning, so. 
Andrew, tell me if I'm, I'm wrong on this, but it seems like, you know, as people, people react to the pandemic in a, in a myriad different ways, right? Mm-hmm. But it seems like, you know, there's a couple of factors working against you guys right off the bat of, okay, people don't want people they don't know in their homes. People are now, sure, whether without a pandemic, but even more so now. Okay, but then you have the folks who a lot of what you guys do is a necessity for them because they have busy lives, they're running around, they don't have time to do it themselves. All of a sudden they have time to do it themselves, whether they do it as well as you guys do or not, you know, is is a completely different factor. Um, but you know, as we start to morph into, okay, living through this, we have, we can't shut ourselves in. We have to figure out a way to move forward. I would think, especially from a small business standpoint, all of a sudden having a clean and orderly space is going to start becoming really important for folks as we're coming hopefully out of, you know, the quote-unquote lockdown phase, which in Georgia we came out of a little earlier than than most. Um, But are you guys starting to see that for, you know, the clients that you are going to serve? How are you, you know, what precautions have you had to take that you didn't have to take maybe uh, pre-COVID-19? And and are you starting to see folks who are putting more of a value on cleaning than maybe ever before? I assumed when this all started happening that people were going to be, you know, a lot more adamant about having a cleaner environment because they're there more often. Hmm. So I assumed that, you know, I'm going to be here at all times. We need to have somebody and, you know, vacate the premises and let somebody else take over for it. It's not been that way. It's been uh, more or less our prices have had kind of we've we've had to backtrack just a little bit because. A lot of people are coming from the point of view now, well, I'm home more often, so I tidy up. I wipe my counters down. So can I have 100 or 200 or $300 off? Right. And then you have to kind of be patient with them. We've also had to deal with a lot of rescheduling. Hmm. That's basically, I'm the operations rescheduler, not the manager, <laughs> I think, because it's basically just, this is not a good day for me or... Yesterday I sneezed and I need to reschedule and I don't want to scare your cleaners, but I did blow my nose as well. Yeah. So it's been a whole lot of like, and I appreciate that. Sure, I'm not, yeah. I'm not yeah. decrediting those people. Those sure. people, I appreciate you. Shout out to all of our clients that do that. Um, and also our cleaners as well. Like if anybody, and that's, that's the thing that's crazy about this virus is the fact that you are in a store and you're shopping for something and you cough and everybody just looks at you like you slapped their mother and you've got to like yeah. find a way of respectfully <laughs> talking to those people right. without making them feel like their fears are not valid. And I think that those fears are valid because a lot of them have had um, the coronavirus has really impacted their lives in the sense that their loved ones have gotten it. My grandmother got it. Like I get the fears are there. Yeah, um, it's, it is. And, and the numbers are only going up. So yeah, it's been a struggle, man, but we're we're still plugging and we're happy. No, it's awesome. It. And I appreciate you guys. Yeah. He always says it's not a sexy industry. I think it's a sexy it's industry. It's definitely not a sexy industry. I think it's a sexy but industry. What it, what is sexy about is really it? Really exciting. Yeah. yeah. What is sexy about it is the there's a constant need for cleaning. Mm. Um, you know, times have changed. Uh, you know, people are not really interested in the recurring um, basically bill 
of cleaning. Like they don't really want, you know, we've had quite, we've had some clients drop off at recurring, uh, but people are needing one-time deep cleanings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the very sad thing is when a client calls us and they say, Hey, we love you guys, but we just lost our job or we are furloughed or whatever. And we have to cancel cleanings indefinitely, and that's just that is home, you know, because and it's like, and they're very good clients. It, there's, it, it's, it's that's, I think, one of the more emotional things uh, in sure. this industry because um, it's, it, it, it really hits home for you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And when I have to go into his office and tell him those things, mm-hmm. when you know, for the most part, he's been he's been focused on terminus, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, but with my focus being entirely on Helix, when I have to go in and tell him a customer that he's had for three years is like dropping off, it's almost like telling him that a loved one has died. Yeah. And it's become almost a numb feeling that I have now where I'm like, hey, this person dropped off. Yeah. Sorry. I'm hmm. trying. We'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just really somber a lot of the times, but he's, he's good at uplifting me in those times and just sure. being like, dude, just keep going. It's tough, man. It it's is. tough. And it's something it for that, sure. you know, we've tried to emphasize on our show since all this started. For those of us, if your biggest inconvenience is you have to work from home instead of going into an office, but your income is still there, um, you know, you're you're not at threat of losing your job. It's so important in that time to sort of reevaluate where you spend your money and think about the people who are dependent on, you know, I mean, we had uh, we talked to the guy who started Ladybird uh, last week, and he was just talking about the incredible impact that all this has had on the restaurant industry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, right. yeah and they, you know, he kind of pivoted and started a nonprofit to help feed out of work, sure. like hospitality awesome. workers. So it's stuff like that. Like we have to be so cognizant in this time of, okay, it's not just, you know, all right, you got a little bit more gas money that you're not spending because you're not going as many places like you know think about your cleaners think about the yeah. you know dry cleaners think about you know the places that you sort of take for granted that are part of your daily you know business when you're out and about at work that all of a sudden because you're home you know are majorly affected and I was you know going to ask you guys about um, you know the commercial industry as well but it seems like you know, while restaurants and things, obviously cleaning is at a premium right now, a lot of the office spaces are dried up. People are pulling out of their leases on major office space because all their people are working at home. So I imagine that's a tough industry right now, too, because, you know, both landlords and businesses are trying to keep keep the purse strings really tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think budgeting for commercial is really tight right now um and there's still a lot of competition here in atlanta for that a lot of uh a lot of the rates that businesses are accepting right now from commercial cleaning companies is like rock bottom and the way that our business model works at helix the amount you know that that we choose to pay our cleaners uh which is a livable wage um we cannot operate on on the on the rates that most businesses are are expecting so um, we really don't get that. I mean, we, we do have commercial accounts. Um, We've but gotten we, more with COVID, I think. Yeah, we, because we've... they have to have them. Right. Sure. They have to have the cleaning now. 
Right. We've gotten some. Um, some have dropped off. Some have put things on hold, and then they've picked up recently. Um, but I think the bulk of our work right now is residential, and that's because uh, people are home. Right. Um, a lot more people have, you know, pulled out of uh, the office spaces that they work at. But I think what we will expect to happen. I think what will happen um, is when people go back to work, their houses will be you know completely empty during the day. Uh, kids will be going back to school hopefully, you know sooner than later. Um, people will be going back to their office spaces, which means I think the recurring um, cleanings will pick up at that point and one-time deep cleanings as well. So sure, you know, but more I think more people are going to be. Uh, more secure about their jobs when they're actually going back into the office. Right. Well, I think we should also expect for a lot of businesses that, you know, like you mentioned, they've pulled out of those office spaces and, and they're mm-hmm. completely remote right now with all their employees. They're really not going to be looking for, you know, a large office space to take care of those employees right. anytime soon. So, well, and I think hopefully to encourage you guys, I know this is, this is a hard, you know, just series of, of conversation just with, what the pandemic has done to everybody, but to encourage you guys, it sort of feels like, at least in Georgia, and knock on on wood, you know, this happens as as the virus is hopefully, you know, in our gets in our rearview mirror. I know uh, from reading about you guys a little bit, uh, a big part of your customer base too was, you know, like you said, the the rental transitions. So, so the Airbnbs, the tourism industry just went away. All right it's gone. That's, that's such a huge part of where Atlanta was pre COVID-19 that hopefully as that comes back, you guys are well positioned to be the beneficiaries of that again. So, yeah, I think the economy in general will recover probably sometime next spring. So I think we've probably still got quite a bit of this left. Yeah. Are you guys pretty seasonal typically or not, not yeah, as much? Yeah, I, I, so we are very seasonal. Um, spring time, like mm-hmm. spring cleanings yeah. is a very busy time. Sure. Um, things typically drop off in the summer because kids are out of school, families right. are on vacation, uh, a lot of cancellations and reschedules and stuff like that. And then so springtime and then also holidays. So November, you know, Thanksgiving and then um, – Christmas and New Year's as well. Yeah. So, gotcha. Cool. Well, let's let's flip it to a little bit a little bit more positive here. Yeah. As again, hopefully, COVID nineteen goes away, and before the pandemic, as you're looking towards the future of of what's five years down the line mm-hmm. for Helix, uh, you know, I saw an interview you gave Lawrence that talked about how important the neighborhood was to you guys and being, you know, a business that, that serves the people in your, your local neighborhood. But down the line, what are you guys' goals for where you think the business can go in the future, both with Helix and, and, and Lawrence with, uh, with Terminus moving forward? I mean, I, I do think we have a strong client base uh, and, and brand recognition in East Atlanta Decatur. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be probably the bread and butter for our client base is in those areas. Um, a lot of our clients already refer us on social media. So I think that's, sure. that's going to continue to happen. A um, yeah. A lot of word of mouth and East Atlanta indicator. Yeah. Right. Which by the way is probably a safety net that has kept you guys. Afloat. I think Absolutely so. That way. Yeah. 
And that's what I was saying about like those three-year clients that like those people who have been supporting him. He had some clients that, you know, were supporting him through the virus. Yeah. That we're not even receiving cleanings. There was All about paying. relationships that you. They were they were yeah. paying and they, and they and they and they some of them paid for months without any, wow. without any cleanings. Amazing. You know, and and the and the thing for us is like, we you know they they would pay for those months and then not even expect for you know comp cleanings or anything like that. It's just there there's just incredible people out there who who want to support small businesses and I mean we built relationships with those people over the sure. years. Um, I know a goal of ours, uh, has been to, um, expand, uh, basically ITP. So like inside of 285, but we haven't gotten around to that yet. Um, that could be something happen that, that happens, um, in the future. But I think for now, uh, the focus has really been on, uh, taking care of the cleaners that we have and also the sure. client base that we have. Um, and we're continuing to get leads and, and ESOLAN indicators. So, um, you know, I, I think expanding ITP is going to add a lot of variables and uh, make things yeah. more complicated. Um, that could have happened in the future. You know, that's something that, that Andrew and I really have to nail down and, and uh, figure out, you know, if that's the direction we want to go. Sure. Um, but I, I do think with, with Terminus, Terminus Coffee, um, I have built a solid relationships with a lot of restaurant owners um, and the ones that have stayed in business, they have quite a few of them have actually approached me about having my coffee in their restaurants, which is incredible. Um, So that's a, you know, direct, a a lot of those businesses are in East Atlanta Decatur. So uh, some of them were actually residential clients that say, Hey, you know, I own this business, you know, uh, and it's either an office space or a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, you know, would you be willing to, you know, have your coffee there? Um, and I'm, and I'm sure that, you know, I, I personally just love East Atlanta Indicator. I love the, the, uh, how diverse of a community it is. Yeah, um, and, and it's, uh, it's just an amazing area of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I really do want to focus on that area, uh, for the coffee industry as well. Yeah. So. It's a big, it's a big city and there's a lot of people in that small yeah, the you know, population density is for so sure. high. Yeah, um, a lot of people to serve. Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, we just talked about the relationships you guys had built pre-pandemic have really sustained you through this. It's hard to scale a relationship without being super careful about that, right? So expanding even ITP in the same city, you know, 40, 50, 60 some odd different neighborhoods ITP that just operate completely differently. So without having that background, that uh, that street credibility, the, that word of mouth, it's tough to do that. Um, and I think people, you know, they think, oh, expand, 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 and, you know, just start running Facebook ads in yeah. a different na- neighborhood. That's all we got to do, right? No, <laughs> no yeah. not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think you, you – you touched on something there. Um, I think the population density in East Atlanta Decatur is so high. It's almost like if we decided to branch out, it's like the population of some of those areas is growing, you know, especially over by Shambly and, and Dunwoody, right on, you know, Sandy Springs, of course, right. and Smyrna. But then those other areas where it's just, it, 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 it's just 
the population is so small, it, it really, I mean, we could, I'm sure we could still do well, but it would probably take quite a bit of time to just, just to get to the point where we are, you know, right. in East Atlanta Decatur already. Um, so. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, you know, one of those chicken or the egg type of questions when you talk about expanding yeah. and growing, especially in a time where, you know, you're looking at the books and you're thinking, man, we could really use a couple more neighborhoods, but, you know, overextending yourselves is, is, a is a problem too when you think about Absolutely. you know we run into that a lot we we in our business um and uh, serving real estate clients we started i mean the first few years of the business i'm sure you know this lawrence you say yes to anybody that calls you yeah <laughs> you know? for sure. and it's yeah. like yeah you're not too picky yet. <laughs> right we still you know go as as far north as dawsonville and as far south as mcdonough uh-huh. so it's like yeah. you know at what point do you say, all right, double down on, on your backyard yeah. and, and serve the people as, as well as you can? Absolutely. Andrew, mm. you're in the in the weeds of management right now in the midst of <laughs> in the midst <laughs> of everything. You know, and you're still in the weeds because you aren't you guys aren't doing landscaping anymore. So you you know, you're there. <laughs> uh, but what uh, as you're talking to cleaners who I'm sure you know, like everybody else are having a hard time right now as you're um, working with clients and scheduling. What, what are sort of your, what's your North Star right now of, okay, your set of priorities that you're really trying to focus on and and make sure that um, you represent the business in in a certain way? What are those things that you're, you're really kind of focusing on right now? That's a good question because I was about to say something about him that actually I was worried was going to be off topic, but now that you asked that question, is still on topic. So one of the reasons I love working for this man is because he appreciates the people who work for him, and he really shows that fairly quickly. Like, even in our interview, um, I was pretty hesitant to trust him because I had had some bad working environments beforehand, um, and it was just I was really, really cautious to, to accept his word that he was a good guy um, and that he wanted me to work for him. Um, but after we got that out of the way, I started to realize you know, how much he cares about the people who are around him and how he's more focused on the, what he was just saying, what he was just saying about like focusing on that core group of people that we do have sure. instead of worrying about expanding. And that's the kind of the scary part about business, something that I've realized is people who are in entrepreneurship are pretty greedy sometimes and then sure. they see the dollar signs but they are not focusing on the people that are giving them the dollars and he's been really adamant about keeping the people who we have and taking care of those people so with the cleaners it's very very important to me to make them feel like they are heard um, when they're frustrated which is all the time and constantly, you know, supporting them and telling them that they're doing a great job because positive affirmation for me is extremely important. I, I need to be told I'm a good boy and pat on my head and, like, <laughs> given a treat once in a while, you know? Uh, yeah, man. So, like, it's really important for me. And, uh, but the other, the other interesting dynamic that I did not know would come along with that is with, you know, telling somebody they're doing a good job and then things start to go, like, whether or not whether or not they're going to like kind of push the bill there. So um, I would just say taking care of them emotionally has become more important than like financially for me. 
to be their friend while also still able to have some authority and not be a pushover. Mm-hmm. It's been hard for me because I'm a yeah. people pleaser all the way. I'll well, tell you, what, yeah, dude, it's and it's yeah, it it's really hard. Is. And last week we were having a conversation about it, and I was like, man, I'm having trouble with the ethics of this this situation sure. because I want to be this way, but at the same time, I have to be understanding of this. Right. And uh, he's been really good about encouraging me in the right ways. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have um, a, a great partnership here that the two of you have started to understand each other and, yeah, and, and I mean, work there. I think that COVID has really put everything to the test, including, you know, his, his position in management and my position as the owner. And we're also very good friends. So it's, you know, we, I mean, I think that, um, and this is a positive note here, like if any business can survive something like COVID, then I think they've got a pretty strong business model. Um, and we are doing well um and i'm very happy to see that honestly because i i do think that um you know times have 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 been worse uh especially earlier this year and uh which was right when i came under management yeah and i and (laughs) that's what i was that's why i was laughing when he said it was a risk i was like the worst possible time yeah i took a huge risk for sure and and it and it you know it scared me i'm not gonna lie And all this, all that, pretty much that same time, I decided to um, get this location for the coffee business. So, like, that's another risk that that came about. Yeah. You know, so it's just a double whammy and a triple whammy with uh, right. with COVID happening. You know, so it, it's, but. Well, I, and it's something you know that that I've learned too, and I know you're experiencing this right right now. Is when you know you've got good people investing in those people is always a good idea and and putting your faith in those people and making sure that they see your confidence in your faith in in those people is always important now that is not to say that you know on january 1st our company went from two full-timers and two contractors to five full-timers that was a, a huge investment and in january and february i'm thinking what the heck did i just do but here we are in October, and, or November, excuse me. Uh, here we are in November, and looking back, it's like, man, best thing we could have done was to take care of our own, make sure that there was that, you know, because as a contractor, you know, I can tell you until you're blue in the face, yeah, you're part of the team. You're going to be here forever. This is great. But until I back that up with, you know, that extra skin in the game, like, yeah. that's, it's, it's important. So props to you for, for doing that, Lawrence and, and Andrew for, like you said, uh, being able to put the trust in him, um, to do that was, was important too. Well, and I had to bestow basically the trust he had put in me into them, into my, into the contractors that we have now. So that's something that he had mentioned before. And he was like, when he was, when he was bringing me on, he said that the relationship with the contractors and with the, or with the cleaners and the, and, and us, it's like 50, 50, like we have to have, we have to have that trust there. And I've yeah. been trying to replicate the trust that he showed in me for some reason, because I look strange sometimes. Like, <laughs> I don't know why he trusts me sometimes. I've got skeevy eyes. But yeah, I try and, I try and put that into the contractors as well. And I think it, I think it reflects for sure, sure in the mindset of the company. Sure. Yeah. And Lawrence, I wanted to touch on one more thing that, that yeah. you said, 
because I think smart business people, in quotations, will tell you sometimes not to mix business with friendship. Sure. For for obvious reasons, you All don't right. you don't want to just hire any any of your friends for no reason. That's a bad yeah. idea. I'm here to yeah. go on the record and say, yeah. don't surround yourself with friends just because you like to hang out with them. But right. as a business owner, um, not creating friendships with the people that you trust to help run your business, in my opinion. Is a, is a tough way to go about things because I think it's important. Um, again, we're talking about making those people feel like you're invested in them. Sure. You got to do that emotionally as well as Absolutely. with your money. Yeah. Uh, and it's obvious that you guys have invested in, in your relationship in a way that there's a level of trust between you two guys that if you weren't friends would, would never be there. Yeah. Um, so I think that is important to invest emotionally um, and to, you know, especially as the owner investing in your, in, in your management, sure. um, because if you're taking care of the management, then the management's going to take care of the people working right. underneath them. Right. Um, and that's a quality that, that I learned while I was in the military, hmm. uh, is, you know, that, that's, that's a huge part of leadership. Sure. Um, and also when Andrew came into you know, the organization, the, the uh, Helix, um, we didn't really know each other that well. Uh, we became friends kind of as we came along, at, you know, as, as sure. you know, the relationship that we had with me being the owner and him being, you know, e- even before he came into management as, as, you know, part of the cleaning staff as well. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, our friendship grew while we were, you know, also having the work relationship as well. Um, so that that's that's a balance that's, uh, you know, it's, I think, the relationship that he and I have um, as friends and in the business world as well is not very common. Um, I think it's more often than not, it causes problems. And it's, it, and, and I think that that I think I think that that uh, you know not not doing business with your friends I you know I, I think that that does occasionally cause problems uh, when 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 you clash with another individual you know and they're like why are you treating me like this you're my friend you know and it just it can get it can get messy and complicated I have hired friends before to you know fill in for for cleanings and stuff like that and it just you know, when I'm, when I'm trying to give them direction, they're like, you know, why are you talking to me like this? And I, you know, it, it just, yeah, it can get complicated, sure. but, um, you know, yeah, there are red flags you got to watch out for with, sure. without a doubt. Absolutely. And, um, but I think what I come back to, and so now I work with my younger brother, um, a friend from high school and my niece, they're all really good at their jobs. Now I'm here to tell you that that, creates a lot of heartache sometimes and just dividing those those two relationships that you have with people it's hard but to me it's worth it because the wins from a business standpoint when you've got people around you that you care about and you've got your friends and and even family next to you to celebrate those like it's it's even better yeah Yeah. it's it's hard but it's worth it and so Again, yeah, hopefully 
people take away from from this part of the conversation that yes, don't just you know call all your high school buddies to. to I mean, there, there's a risk. You build a business. Yeah, there's a risk hiring right. anyone. You know, it's, it's sure. It's uh, sure. So I mean, but be a decent human being to the people that you work with. Yes, you know, absolutely. And, As- uh, absolutely. And, you know, like we were talking about with the military, like putting others before yourself is always going to be the right thing to do. Sure. So awesome. Well, guys, I want to personally just wish you guys the best and coming through this. I know it's been a tough season, but um, you're right. The fact that you guys have, have made it to this point in your industry with everything that's happened, yeah. it's a testament I to think what we'll you've done. we'll be okay. Yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. <laughs> and, and Lord willing, it's all, it's all up from here. So um, thank you guys so much. Well, if there's anything we can do on our end, yeah. uh, let us know. Best of luck with, with Terminus 2, Lawrence. And, Definitely grateful. And Andrew for with, the, uh, with your operations scheduler out. role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. That you're taking on. I know you got tossed in the deep end, and it seems like you're treading water just fine. <laughs> I was tossed <laughs> so. in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you were. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you guys so much. Uh, it was a pleasure, get, pleasure getting to know you, and um, let's talk again soon. Yes, yeah, To book an appointment with Helix, head over to helixcleaningservices.com. That's H-E-L-I-X cleaningservices.com. Find the team on social media at Helix Cleaning Services, LLC. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connext Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we'd love to help. You can find us at connectatl.com. Make sure to subscribe to Atlanta Born and Brand in Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see y'all soon.